Welcome to the Script Bits podcast for Sunday, 2nd October, 2022. Our bit today comes from Matthew 18, verse 20. And that says, For wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Come on down, friends. It's time once again to gather by whatever means possible and sing songs of praise, give thanks for many blessings, and offer up worshipful adoration to our great God Jehovah on this His day, Sunday. Consequently, we adhere to His commands to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, as well as to restrain from toil for one day of the week, like He did when He created the world and all therein. And you can find that in Exodus 20, verses 8 to 11. And thankfully, that day is today. So let's open up with a short prayer. O Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and all that you have prepared for us to enjoy in it. We thank you also for enabling us to gather in worship and ask that your holy presence be amongst us as we do so in sincerity and truth, remembering the faithful promise of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, where he said, For wherever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So please be in our midst, Father, as we open our hearts and souls to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And friends, that promise of Jesus, as we know, can be found in Matthew 18, 20. Now, let's raise our harmonious voices in sacrificial praise as we render a sweet, scintillating, and also soulful version of this favorite song written by Fernando Ortega and so aptly titled, Give me Jesus. Wow, friends, there's no better gift we can ever receive than Jesus. So let's make that plain as we sing it loud and clear in all sincerity and truth, a la Danny Gokey's version with the wonderful background voices of the diverse choir and the stirring music of the full orchestra. Singing, oh, Oh, give me Jesus in the morning when I rise. Yes, in the morning when I rise. In the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. And then the chorus hit comes in. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. And then the verse says, when I am alone. Oh, when I am alone. Yes, when I am alone. Give me Jesus. And we go back to the chorus. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Yes, give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. For he is all that I need. Just give me Jesus. And the verse says, when I come to die. Oh, when I come to die. Yes, when I come to die. Give me Jesus. Oh, give me Jesus. 
give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. Oh, it's all I need. All I need is Jesus. So give me Jesus. You can have all this world. Yes, you can have all this world. Just give me Jesus. He's all I need. Oh, he's all I need. Give me Jesus in the morning when I rise, when I lay my head down, when I wake up. I said, I need him. I need you, Jesus. I only want Jesus. When I wake up, just give me Jesus. All I need is him. We worship you. We worship you. Yes, Jesus, we worship you as Lord. You are the answer to my prayers. You are the calm in the storm. You are my rest and my refuge. Oh, yeah. Just give me Jesus. Uh, oh, my fellow saints, that was ever so touching and heartfelt. And yes, the words are simple and somewhat repetitive, but the emotions of gratitude and appreciation they convey as they float over the rich music is certainly amazing, especially when they are sung sincerely from the heart like we just did. And why is Jesus so important that we'd be willing to give up everything else in the world just for him? Eh? Because he's our Lord and Savior, our leader, guide, and good shepherd. He left his privileged position in heaven at the Father's request and came to earth in man's form to sacrifice his sinless life so that our abominable sins, sins could be forgiven that we could have everlasting life and be once again made right with the Lord. Now, if that isn't the best example of selflessness and therefore deserves our total surrender, thanks and gratitude, then I don't know what is. And if you don't believe me, then please listen to how Bro Paul explains Jesus to the Philippians, where he says, "Who." being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made or coming in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion or appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also had highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those things in heaven and those things in earth and those things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. <laughs> wow! That's how special Jesus is, my people. And you can find all of that in Philippians 2, 6 to 11. Jesus left heaven as the Son of God and came to earth like a lowly servant and learned obedience as a man and gave his life to please the Father. And it's not that Jesus so badly wanted to sacrifice his love, no? but the Father desperately desired to save his ungrateful disobedient, 
sinful creation called mankind. However, he found himself between a rock and a hard place, meaning that to uphold his righteousness and justice, sin had to be paid for by death, and that the death of a sinless soul to boot. And since Jesus was the only sinless soul available, he had to bind his jaw and sacrifice his one son. Because that was the only way to carry out the loving feeling in his heart towards mankind. And as we said earlier on, it wasn't that Jesus badly wanted to take the sins of the whole world on his shoulder. For remember the night before his crucifixion in the Garden of Gethsemane? Three times he knelt and prayed to the Father. Oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And that comes from Matthew 26, 39. Now, according to the scholars, that didn't mean that Jesus obviously feared death. But it is more likely the cup represents the wrath of God against sin, the divine wrath Christ would incur on the cross as man's sin bearer. In the awful anguish of that moment, the sin of the world was poured on Christ, and he became sin for us, who knew no sin. And you can find that in 2 Corinthians 5.21. Thus, the righteous one dies a substitutionary death for guilty mankind. And yes, friends, remember his heartbreaking cry on the cross? Eli, Eli. Lama Sabachthani, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And that comes from Matthew 27, 46. Yes, my people, it broke Jesus' heart because that was the only time the Father ever turned away from him because he was ugly and repugnant in the Father's eyes, burdened with the sins of the world. But then, three days later, he rose victorious from the dead, having defeated Satan on his own turf and ascended back to the Father to take his rightful place at his right hand. And that's why he's all we ever want and need. He's such a magnificent example to all of mankind in terms of sacrifice, obedience, and every other thing you can think of. That's why he's in such high demand, why he's our sympathetic or empathetic high priest and advocate, as well as the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Much love. And the postscript for today says, there's nothing or no one to compare with Jesus. It's as simple as that. And that's the gospel truth, people. There's nobody. Who could compare with Jesus? He's just the best of everything going. So please, let's get wise and get to him now. Live for him, love him, and show people the wonderful love that he has so that they too can come to know and love him like we do. And we pray that in his mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love. Thank you.